well met, everybody. Welcome to Geek Thyself, a show by nerds, for nerds, who love geeking out over random facts and esoteric trivia. My name is Heather. I'm Russell. And we'll be your hosts for this journey through the wondrous land of information. Hi everyone, welcome to Geek Thyself. We're, we're back doing the thing again. Hi! I'm here. Hello. You get both of us this time. <laughs> yeah, you do. Ah, okay. This week we're going to be talking about <laughs> DC and Marvel. Yes. And more specifically, their cinematic universes and right. what they do with them. I was just going to say, we're not talking about the comics. So no. we're not going to get into all of that because there's a whole bunch of differences between the comics. And there's so many different comics, it would take us like 60 podcast episodes. You remember the Harry Potter ones where it took us two? We're not doing that again. No, not for a little bit. <laughs> and we weren't even doing um, like everything in Harry Potter. We cut some of the things out. <laughs> yes, we did. Oh my gosh. Okay, but no, we're going to be talking specifically about the movies that have been coming out. I was going to say recently, but no, it's been over a decade now. Oh boy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's been quite and a while. It, I don't think it's unfair to say that potentially one of these companies does a better job with them than the other. I don't think that's unfair to say. No, or, or at least has been doing a better job than the other. Yes. Okay, so now we're going to... You never know talk. what's going to happen, but... True. Especially with the big climactic end to Phase 3 with Endgame mm-hmm. coming out. Yeah. So things could change. Maybe there'll be a shake-up. That wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing. But we'll see. Okay, so we're going to talk about basically what they did and how they cha- how they differed and if that affected things. We're not movie mm-hmm. experts, but we both love movies and we both love superheroes. Yes. So we're going to get into this. <laughs> yep. So basically today's going to be a very much a discussion episode. If you're listening to this episode, our assumption is kind of that you've already been watching the DC hero- superhero movies and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. If yep. not, and you thought this episode was us describing all the movies, sorry, it's very much not, and you should no. probably just look online for descriptions, because doing that for each movie would take us a very long time. Uh, that would be the whole episode. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Okay, so, yeah, generally, obviously, one of these has multiple movies, and the other one is just starting to get off their feet. Okay, mm-hmm. so, the well, Marvel Cinematic Universe. With recent oh, yes. ones, anyway. Technically, DC started their superhero movies first. I actually looked this up so that I had an idea of the timeline before we started uh, with the episode. With Green Lantern, technically, yes. Well, no. Um, te- oh, which one's first? Well, technically, if you go mm. all the way back, so all the way back oh. to the beginning, the very first superhero movies that really started coming out. Um, so was Batman and Superman, yeah? Um, yes, Batman and Superman, which, hold on, I have the years pulled up where to go. Um, Batman, I think, was 1999. I think that's right. That sounds right. Um, Although, now that I've said that, I'm not sure. I'm tr- oh, here we go. That's what I wanted. Year. So, Batman, the very first Batman movie that had Adam West, came out in oh. 1966. Technically, I forgot, I forgot about the Adam yeah, West movie. That technically, was my that's the beginning of DC and Marvel's superhero movies coming out. Technically, yes, and some and 
the older ones, so like the original ones that were coming out in with Batman in 1966 and then the 70s and 80s yep. were mostly DC and they were yeah. mostly at least decent. Even if, I mean, some of them were more popular than others. It depends on which one you're talking about. I would like to mention Superman for the quest for <laughs> uh, the quest for peace. I think it's. I did I think say that's what it's called. mostly yes. decent. You did. You did. You did. <laughs> I put a fair. caveat in there because it is true that Superman Four: or The Quest for Peace in '87 was not a good movie. It, um, according to box office ratings at ultimatemovierankings.com, it has like half a star. So it's not, Ooh. yeah, it's not good. <laughs> uh, but also, the the Batman and Robin uh, uh, movie wasn't uh, too amazingly received, was, was it? No, that was ninety seven. No. But that actually scored better than Superman four. That had uh, three and a half stars. Oh, I mean, maybe it's got that. Maybe it's got that so good, uh, so bad it's good. Well, I think uh, it's mentality. That, yeah, I honestly think it's that. I think that a lot of people enjoyed it because it was kind of campy. And, mm-hmm. and, yeah, definitely and get that. very over the top and also it's one of those movies where you watch it ironically so yeah even, like it's kind of like the room yeah. kind of like the room with that yeah. kind of thing oh, God, you know you know yeah, yeah you know what you're getting into with those I movies. Hate yeah, that movie fair. so much <laughs> oh watched, yeah i've watched it like twice and i hated it both times it's so bad why do you hate it well yeah it is pretty bad <laughs> well, yeah I, that's fair i like some movies that are i bad ironically like, yeah. some of the classic 80s movies that everyone loves that are, you know, you know they're bad, but they're so bad they're good. I like those kind of movies, but mm-hmm. The Room was just painfully bad for me. Yeah, I can definitely get that. For yeah, me personally, not... The Room was just painfully bad. And on top of that, I am one of those people who's very much against cheating, regardless of the circumstances. I don't think it's okay. Mm. So the the cheating that was going on in the movie bothered me a lot. That's totally fair. Uh, I'm not exactly a fan of any kind of cheating as well. No, like even um, this is so off topic, but even even a Brokeback Mountain, like oh I, yeah, I think it's a a good story overall, and I completely, completely, as an ally, 100% sympathize with the situation that those two men, the two characters, were in. I get it. Like I understand how bad things were in their positions in that time frame, like all of that, I get it. And I'm not trying to make anyone like wrong or bad or anything like that. I just personally do not think cheating is okay. So the fact that they were constantly cheating on their wives bothered me a lot for that movie. It it made the movie unenjoyable for me because of the amount of cheating. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's not, like, I don't, yeah, like you said, like, it makes sense, but it doesn't make it fun to watch, mm-hmm. especially if you focus on it too much, and, yeah, that's totally fair. Okay, so, <laughs> so from, bro- for, yeah, from Rope Back Madding <laughs> back into <laughs> superhero films. Sorry. So, yeah, no, it's great. Uh, this, this is what people should expect by now. <laughs> I mean, honestly, yes, but you know, yeah. back to back yeah. to the topic at hand. Mm-hmm. So yeah, for the most part, the movies that came out before DC had its cinematic universe were Batman movies and Superman movies, mm-hmm. with uh, varying and success. animated movies too. Yeah, and 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 animated movies to some degree, but live action oh. ones 
Yeah, that is true. We should say that we're talking about the live action movies primarily, yes. not the mm-hmm. cartoon movies, because there's a yes. whole separate universe for both comic book series marvel and dc that's just their animated universe and that is that's not what we're discussing today (laughs) no no uh but yeah so batman superman they did relatively well which is why Mm -hmm. they kept making them uh and then obviously there's the christopher nolan batman trilogy which happened just before the cinematic universe uh for them and Mm -hmm. green lantern like i said i think (laughs) green lantern is technically supposed to be part of this but it also wasn't very good and everyone knows that yeah i mean even ryan reynolds makes fun of it constantly he he's aware that it didn't end up being good (laughs) although i do think um at least as far as dc is concerned green lantern was uh the the new one that came out in 2011 I think that's the new one, isn't it? Green Lantern? Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. I think so. I think that's my Green Lantern. Oh, no. Green Lantern, Green Lantern 2011 is the one that had Ryan Reynolds. So that's, Yes, that's, yeah. I thought it was longer yeah. ago. No, no. <laughs> it's crazy. It really wasn't. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they've done a second Green Lantern since. They have a... Uh, maybe it's in one of the TV shows that I'm thinking of. They have a Green Lantern. Yes, it's in Legends of Tomorrow, I think. That's what it is. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think they're focusing on that kind of thing. Oh, and I guess that's another tangent. We're going to... like the, We'll ignore most of the shows which spun off from the universes because... Mm-hmm. There's again, too many. That's, <laughs> there's far too much. Why? I, why are superheroes so difficult? <laughs> <laughs> because we both love them. We both know yes. a lot about them, and therefore we can go off on a lot of various tangents. Um But yeah, so technically, if you go all the way back to the first superhero movies that were coming out, DC came out with the first ones, and they were overall pretty good. I mean, there were some bad ones in there, but overall they weren't bad. They had Batman the movie in 66, and then the Christopher Reeve Superman movies started with Superman in 1978. The fourth one was meh, but the first three were okay. (laughs) The first two did great. And yeah, then the fir- um, yeah. uh, Marvel jumped into the superhero movie game with an awful choice of Howard the Duck in 1986. Yes, I... mm-hmm. uh, yes that actually happened. I forgot that happened. It's, <laughs> yeah, that that was technically the first like MCU movie. And I think, if I'm remembering correctly, Howard the Duck was in the collector's collection in Guardians yes, of the Galaxy. He was. he was in the end credit scene. That, that is, that is yeah. true. So, I mean, they brought it back. They went back to their they, first movie and brought that in, which I thought was clever, did. honestly. But, yes. that yeah, that first Howard the Duck movie came out in 86. Um, if you like bad 80s movies, you might enjoy it. As long as you're okay with a giant talking duck having a human girlfriend. Yep. I mean, it's a, yeah. it's a strange movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I was always I was never one hundred percent sure about this. Um, but Bl- is Blade a Marvel character? I, I, yes, I'm not sure he is. Blade. Okay, yeah, Blade is a Marvel character, and that was kind of when they jumped back into the movie scene was with Blade, which honestly I enjoyed. Blade, Blade Two was not as good. Blade One was okay. I, I've never seen Blade. I've got to be honest. I've, ne- I've never watched it. Um, yeah. I mean, it's 
it's a vampire movie, but it's a vampire like fighting movie. If you liked Underworld, you'll probably enjoy Blade. Hmm. Okay, that's good to know. And then they had their own version of Daredevil and Electrica, I think. Yes. Which yes. Daredevil did okay. Electra, Electric- they weren't. Electra no, didn't that- do as well. And, and of then, course, of course, Spider-Man. It, yeah, all the Spider-Man oh, movies. <laughs> which did, which of course, the first two, everyone knows they did phenomenally well. Yeah. And then the third one was a bit mm. over the top. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, and, and they've done, I mean, they've done multiple iterations of the Superman, or not Super, Spider-Man movies before finally settling on uh, the one they've got now, which I I honestly haven't seen any of the most recent ones. Do you know what's really funny about that, though? Is there's now news that they might be changing Spider-Man again. Oh, God. With all the... Have you heard, have you heard about the sort of... The 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 Marvel... Uh, the Marvel-Sony issues that have been going on? No. Uh, basically, I'm not... All the details are a bit fuzzy, but apparently uh, Disney ha- like wanted to change their deal for, to benefit them. So mm-hmm. now Spider-Man might not be allowed back in the MCU. And they might also get a new actor for their own Spider-Man movies. Again. Okay, then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, interesting. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's... Uh, it's yeah, it, it, The information's still coming out about it, and it's all... Like, it's still... We're not sure. They can maybe fix it. And I hope they do, but we'll see what happens. Uh, and then... What else is there? There's the X-Men, obviously. Yes, the X, the three X-Men movies came out in the 2000s. Um, and those were all pretty well received as well. Although, even though they do relate to the Marvel Universe, that's, that's the one movie set that's kind of weird and very separate from MCU as a whole because yes. of who owns the rights to the original three Marvel movies. Uh, yeah, the because... original three X-Men movies. Yeah, because uh, I believe it's Fox that used to own them, isn't it? I believe so. I'd have to double check. Yes, because, because I'm pretty sure that Disney bought them now, very recently. Or, yeah, because that's why Dark Phoenix mm-hmm. is the yeah. last one of the... Their, yeah. So, yeah, that could change very soon. That would be kind of fun to see them in the MCU. Uh, so that pretty much fills in all the blanks for those kind of movies. In the early years. Yeah. Oh, and the Fantastic Four. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was not a high point. Um, (laughs) The first one was okay. The second one was interesting. That was the Silver Surfer one. Yes, and then the remake of the first one was a bit weird too. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Honestly, I I feel like one of the things that has, in my okay, in my personal opinion, I feel like one of the things that has hurt some of the franchises within the MCU and the DC movie universe are all of the remakes because the constant remakes i mean for one thing they keep retelling the same story they're i mean they're doing variations on it which is great but they they keep retelling the same story so at a certain point you can't, like even if you want to go see it cuz the movie looks good a part of you is like why am i watching this again because you've already seen it three times. Yeah, uh, especially with Batman. <laughs> the, they did the sort of opening bit three times with mm-hmm. Batman. The, um, and they also did it in Gotham as well. Um, <laughs> they did it in, the, obviously, the 
Batman Begins, and they sort of did a flashback to uh, to it in Batman versus Superman. Yeah, well, and um, especially because you know the 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 most mm, okay for people who are my, my age, so like in your thirties or so. Um, I think that when you think Batman movies, some of the first ones your brain goes to go to the old Michael Keaton movies yes. that Tim Burton did in um, in 89 and 92. Like those, and those, those two movies. Both of those were really good. Yeah, both Batman of those were amazing. Batman and Batman yeah. Returns. I love those yep. movies. That is That is still my Batman when I think of Batman mm-hmm. because those are what that's, I grew up watching. That's totally fair. Then you... I'm sure... Oh, sorry, carry no, on. I was gonna say. Then you jump forward a few years and you start getting the, um, Christopher Val- Nolan. Yeah, the, well, the, no, it, just a couple oh, the of Val years. Kilmer ones. You get Val Kilmer. Oh, Val Kilmer did okay. Then you get George Clooney. Eh. <laughs> yeah, and then you get um, Christopher Nolan. I can't remember. Yeah. Oh, Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Yeah, that's Christian Bale and the you know the Batman. <laughs> Um, and then you have Batflesh. That started in 2005 with Christopher Nolan's movies. Yes. And then in the most recent movies, we have Batflick, who, I mean, honestly, I don't hate him as Batman in the clips I've seen. I haven't, I couldn't bring myself to actually watch the movies because of how bad I heard they were. Uh, Batman vs. Superman definitely has a problem. So I'll, I'll, I'll concede that. Uh, um, and I haven't seen, I just, I, I wanted to watch Aquaman before I saw Justice League, even though I know they're supposed to not go in the opposite order. Um, and I just saw Aquaman recently. So now I'm, I'm planning to go back and watch Justice League. But, um, you know, one of the other things too, I think, is that when you change things up that much, the fans, it, it's hard for the fans to really become attached to there's, one of the characters. A bit of a, yeah, there's a bit of a fatigue there, a little bit. Yeah, well, and I think that's one of the things, in my personal opinion, again, we are not necessarily movie experts. This is just what we think. Don't add us, please. You're allowed to disagree. Just please don't add us and be angry. Um, <laughs> in my personal opinion, I feel like one of the things that Marvel did so well that DC in recent years especially has really fallen down on up until these mo- their most, most recent movies is continuity um because when dc first started their movies it was so long ago they didn't have a plan for a you know continuous dc universe when marvel really jump-started their movies again with with iron man with iron Iron man and yeah exactly with iron man in um was it 2000 2008 2008. Yeah. yeah with the first iron man movie Marvel really jump-started their MCU and had a plan, at least yeah. somewhat of a plan, for how well, things were going to go. They they had... I think what actually really helped Marvel in this situation is they had hopes for it, but they knew mm-hmm. they couldn't bank on it because obviously everyone knows that Marvel put all of their rights on the line to make Iron Man. Right. Uh, if, it didn't, if it didn't go well, they would have lost them all. So they hinted at future but they Mm -hmm. focused on making iron man a good character and a good movie yes well and they they did it in such a way like you said where they could continue it but they also could have had it just stop with iron man if it didn't do as well as they hoped 
Exactly. Like, they didn't put all their eggs in the one basket. They worked up to the Avengers, which, when Dis- uh, Disney, when uh, DC started to try and play catch-up, they, yeah. they skipped that kind of solo, intimate movies of watching these characters become who mm-hmm. they should be. Because by yeah. the time we got to Avengers, everyone in that movie we'd met and we'd experienced, so we could go, okay... I don't need a refresher on these people. I know who they are. Exactly. And you were already attached because you'd yes. already seen them in at least one solo movie as that character. Another... Well, I mean, except for Hawkeye and Black Widow. But well, yeah. the fact is they were around enough that you saw a little bit of them. Right. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is, too, I feel like... I feel like casting also played a big role in that because there have been some casting choices with DC movies that the fans even have been not okay with. Like, I've what I've seen of Batfleck isn't bad. Henry Cavill as Superman does a good job. Wonder Woman, I love Wonder Woman. Um, I just Although, to be fair, uh, Man of Steel, which we was essentially their first foray back into their sort of expanded universe... Uh, he was okay in, but, like, not amazing, is what I've heard. Yeah, but isn't um, that the one where, like, Lois Lane cheats on her fiancé with Superman and then has a kid and then lies about it? Like... I have no idea. I, uh, I think it's that one. I didn't... I Yeah, one of my friends went to see it in theaters and basically came back and told me all of that, and I was like, yeah, I have no interest in seeing that movie. They They turned Lois Lane... The description that was given to me... And from what I've seen, it sounds somewhat accurate, at least, was basically they turned Lois Lane from, like, the Lois Lane we knew in the original Superman movies with Christopher Reeve, where she was this strong, work-oriented, go-getter woman. She knew what she wanted. She wasn't going to give up. She was tenacious and a strong personality. And then she fell in love and became a little softer, but was still a strong woman. Oh, yeah. She could stand up to Superman. Yeah. That was her thing. Yeah. Exactly. They turned her from that into this, like, manipulative, or at least this is how it came off, manipulative woman who basically was like, well, Superman got me pregnant. I'm not going to say, tell him it's his kid and all this kind of stuff. Just things like that where it was, it, it didn't appeal to me that they turned such a strong female character into such a, like, t- twisted version of herself. Yeah, I could totally agree with that. Uh, so, yeah, like... Well, so that's basic. That's one of my main sort of things about why they struggled so much is because Marvel had five movies before even Avengers, mm-hmm. whereas DC went Man of Steel, Batman vs Superman, Justice League. Like uh, you can see, uh, there's such a, a disparity there. Yeah, and you know uh, what? I apologize. It, I just double-checked myself. It's Superman Returns that has oh, the, the two, weird the storyline. The yeah, 2006 one. Yeah, it's that not Man of Steel. That would make more sense. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't remember that being in Man of Steel. Uh, no, that would make sense. I've never seen Superman Returns. Uh, I in my defense, there have been so many Superman and, Spy- and yes. uh, Batman movies. Sometimes it's yes. hard to remember which one is which. <laughs> yes. That's fair, but that's uh, yeah. Uh, but the fact is, is they went with Superman first, which was a good move. I, mm-hmm. I, I think that. But then Batman versus Superman, they brought Batman into it. They brought the Batman versus Superman storyline into it. They had cameos from every other, um, car- uh, like other member of the Justice League in that movie mm-hmm. for less than a minute. Uh, in the case of the Flash, 
Uh, and then, you know, also covered the uh, spoilers. Spoilers. Yeah. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Uh, covered the death of Superman at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, just, yeah. They they crammed too much in. Yes. Whereas, whereas Marvel let their characters breathe. Like, actually yes. let them become who they were and casting you're definitely right because i can't picture anyone else as iron man now other than robert downey jr right exactly they they did such a good job with casting and because of those solo movies the different actors and actresses you know even like black widow and hawkeye who weren't primary characters or who were like support characters and not the main title character you still saw the same actor and actress repeatedly so they became that character and so then by the time you get to the movie where all of the characters are supposed to come together, you're like, oh, yeah, that's totally Iron Man. Oh, that's totally Thor. There's no question that, you know, that Chris Helmsworth is Thor. There's no question and that... Chris Evans is Captain America. Yes. yes. I was like, just about to say that. Exactly. Yeah. There's like, just there's no question because it's been so established. They did such a good job. You have so much history of them as the character that they are that character when they show up in the yeah. movie. There, I mean, there mm-hmm. there's a cu- occasional continuity issues like in terms of the actor yeah. or actress, but for the mm-hmm. most part, like all of the main main people, they were able to keep. They signed them into. Yes. Lo- they looked ahead. They signed them into long term contracts to make sure they had them around for all of the movies they wanted to make. Like they planned it out. And one of the things that has happened with DC uh, up until these last couple of movies where they've really tried to keep the same actors and actresses is they keep changing the actor. So you you get used to – you see a movie, you see how this one actor portrays the character. So, uh, you know, Superman is an example. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. granted, Superman Returns overall people didn't love. But, <laughs> but you Not know. For, from what I've heard, no. No. Yeah. Well, that's the one that I was talking about, like the weird Lois Lane situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, you or um, with even with Batman, like like I've said, Batfleck, what I've seen of him, he does a good job not saying he doesn't. But everyone was had already fallen in love with the trilogy with um, the, the Christopher Nolan trilogy with Christian Bale as Batman. Like we had gotten used to and fallen in love with that dark Batman and then they changed him. It's it's that thing where, like, you just spent several years establishing that this is Batman. And now you're changing Batman again. And you changed Batman without even giving him his own movie to change to Batman. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, yeah. <laughs> I can't like, even say much. That's that's the thing. They They made some choices like that that just didn't make sense. In terms of wanting us to really fall in love with that character so that we then wanted to see him in Batman versus Superman and wanted to see him in the Justice League. Mm-hmm. Uh, I then just didn't because that's not what happened. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I can totally get that. Yeah. All right. So I think after that tiny rant. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's great. I love it. I love it. Uh, that we should maybe uh, have a small break and then come back and talk a bit more. <laughs> Let's all <laughs> calm down and have a nice cup of tea. <laughs> Sounds good. Right. Okay, so first off, as always, the whole network is being lovingly supported 
by Die Hard Dice. Uh, we love them. So Die Hard pretty. Dice. They create beautiful, gorgeous, spectacular polymer and metal dice. And they they're are... trying to make us all broke with their newest yes. colorways that they're coming out yes, with. Yes, they are. And they just released the new Moonstone dice, didn't they? Yes, the Glacial Moonstone. Oh my god, they're so pretty. Yes, which have blue or gold letters, depending on which one you like, I think. They are gorgeous. I can't wait to get some because I also got some of their uh, purple moonstone ones and they were just as gorgeous. Mm. Uh, they also still have their Spellbinder series going on, which has dual colours, which they all create themselves. Yeah, and then they have their accessories, like they have their Scroll of Rolling, which is still amazing. They have a new feature where you can search for dice via class, so you can find the perfect set for your new character. I don't think I've used a set of dice not from them in over a year now, <laughs> which is amazing. They're gorgeous. I am totally, totally in Castle Die Hard, and you should be too. If you want to go check it out and you find anything you like, you can use you can use the code Geek Thyself to get fifteen percent off your first or next order. That's one five fifteen. Yes. And yeah, if you want to roll with the best, just go to DieHardDice.com. You don't need to go anywhere else. This is true. They're amazing and so pretty. And our other wonderful sponsor here at Nerdsmith is World Anvil. They are the most robust world building and campaign management software available online. It's worldanvil.com. I can't talk about them enough. There's so many things you can do. You can link characters, there's map creators, there's prompts to help you flesh out your world and create an epic story. It's great for authors if you're trying to really organize your world and figure out how everything connects. It's great for dungeon masters or any GM if you're trying to put together the world for your players so that they can see how everything links together. They just launched new features that let you basically have social media on the site for your character. Like there's all sorts of amazing things and it's free to sign up. You do have to pay for extra features, but it's free to sign up and get started. And they just won an any for... Um, yes, it did. The, I think it was the best campaign management tool. Yeah, which they absolutely deserve. Oh, for sure. They're amazing. So deserve. Yeah, we love them. Yes. Go check them out. Yeah, worldanvil.com. Also, just uh, the next thing is we have a new stream for the Nerdsmith Network. We do. And... I know that Heather is very much uh, excited about this, and it's called Dead Men Tell No Tales, or The Ghosts of Saltmarsh. Yes. Heather, I think you're the person to just talk about this a bit more. <laughs> okay, um, so Ghosts of Saltmarsh is a new setting that came out from Wizards of the Coast, and our new stream is set in Saltmarsh. With a few tweaks, we've added it to the World of Vale, which is also where Shenanigans and Countless Heroes are set so you can learn more about a different section of the world, which is a lot of fun. On top of that, you can see me. I'm, I'm in that yes. stream. Um, yes, as, you are. As well as some other amazing Nerdsmith folks. We've got Matthew mm. Siebert, who's the yep. Dungeon Master for the Land Above podcast, as well as the host of Homebrew Studio, which is coming back soon to the stream. We've got Autumn, who you guys haven't seen in a show yet, but she is one of our Nerdsmith contributors and has been doing lots of artwork and stuff in the background for us. She actually made mine and Russell's uh, animal images yes. for the Geek Thyself 
logo that you see, the mm-hmm. little owl and the cat. She drew those. Yes. She's an amazing yes. artist. She is absolutely wonderful. Yes. And then we have uh, Zach, who you would have seen on Countless Heroes. He was Primeheart. He also is one of the moderators on the Nerdsmith public server and runs a lot of one-shots, so you may have seen him. We've also got uh, Jay, who yes. was Again, Oshin. Countless Heroes. Yes, Oshin on yes. Countless Heroes. And yeah. did all the artwork for the show. And uh, we've also got Loki coming in um, periodically to play. He's gonna His character's kind of coming and going. But he played Lanik and Connor on Countless Heroes. So we're really excited about everything. You can come see our very interesting group of characters. We've got a Lutridine bard, which is basically a sea otter folk, like the Feroche were ferret folk. We've got which an awakened... Is you. Yes, which is me. We've got an awakened parrot bard, which is Matthew Siebert. We've got a, sea Gen- a water genasi fighter from Autumn, a gnome artificer from Zack, and a tiefling monk from Jay. So you can come watch us try not to die as we sort of work together to pirate our way through everything. <laughs> the DM for this game is Tessa, who played... Um, she played Callie, Callie and, Pesk. and Pesk on Countless Heroes. She's also Calliope from Wand. She's also Bonnie on um, Shenanigans. Shenanigans with me. And uh, she's one of the other directors, and she does an amazing and she, job. And she is also amazingly sweet and wonderful. Yes. And if you have no other reason to check out such an amazing cast, you should watch her DM. She's amazing. <laughs> yes, we've been having a lot of fun so far. And our first episode, I believe, is available on YouTube already, so you should go check it out. Yes, it's amazing. It's going to be great. It's, it airs every Friday at 7 p.m. Pacific? 7.30 p.m. Pacific. Ah, see, I thought I was getting the, the time zone wrong. Apparently, I was just getting the time wrong. <laughs> we had we so have yes. a little bit of a cushion on there for the start time, because a couple of us have to come home from work on Fridays. Check out Ghost of Soul Marsh. It's amazing. It's going to be great. And it's well worth watching. Yes, we're excited. Uh, mm-hmm. And with that, let's go talk about some superheroes. All right. So that was a fun tea break. I hope everyone enjoyed their tea. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So now we've talked a little bit about the start of their both of their universes and why we think Marvel was more successful with it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what are we? What do you want to talk about now? Like, I, I guess we could carry on talking about how it's all going. Because I feel like Disney... Disney? Woo. DC. <laughs> DC. Uh, are doing a lot better than they perhaps had been. Yeah. Uh, I, with giving room for their characters to breathe. Yes, I would agree. I also think it's going to be interesting to see what happens now that the Avengers Endgame movie has occurred and all of the changes to the timeline because some of the characters that we have seen portraying these classic superheroes thor and iron man and stuff like that things have been changed now so it's not going to be it's not going to be the same actors and everything that we've gotten used to so the question is what's going to happen i do know um there was an announcement at San Diego Comic-Con where um oh my god I just blanked on the actress's name but basically Jane Natalie Portman. Thank you, thank you Natalie Portman. 
uh, Jane Foster holding up Thor's hammer, which the the scuttlebutt is that she's going to be the Jane Foster Thor that exists in the comic books, which I think is an awesome idea. I love it too. I, uh, I've had a lot of people say some less than nice things about it, but I love it. I have no problem with it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Iron Man is no longer around for right now. Right, because... right. Spoiler alert for anyone who isn't aware yeah. of that, although it's everywhere, so I don't know how you couldn't yes. be aware of it. Iron Man gave up his life in the in the end of Endgame. Yes. So Iron Man is not in the thing. Uh, Captain America, Chris Evans, has now aged after spending a lifetime with Peggy Carter, which I mm-hmm. loved. I love that bit so much. Oh, it makes my heart happy. Yes. <laughs> Uh, but he has now passed the shield on to Sam Wilson. Mm-hmm. So it's going to look very different now. Because yes. this is the first time since these characters were introduced in Phase 1 that we're not going to have them. Whether that will affect the performance of the MCU going further, we have no idea. Yeah, it's it's a big question mark because you don't we don't know what's going to happen yet. I, I do think that overall the fan reactions have been good. Generally, so, for, for most things. Yeah. They, they've not been amazing for everything, unfortunately. Right. So I'm hopeful that moving forward, things will, will be okay. But, it, it you know, especially also with this new Spider-Man fluctuation, there's some questions about what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, with the X-Men coming into the MCU, yeah. that could also be a really good angle for them to approach. But that also means that we'll be recasting pretty much everyone from the old MC, from the old X-Men, you'd imagine. Mm-hmm. Which, again, that could go well, that could go poorly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so the, the MCU is in a really odd place right now. They've had an amazing 10 years, 23-24 movie run with only a couple of hiccups. I'm looking at you, Thor the Dark World. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hate um, Thor the Dark World. It wasn't the yeah. most amazing, but I didn't hate it. No, I mean, I didn't hate it. <laughs> uh, I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. Uh, you know, like that. Overall, for the amount of movies they've made, they've done very well of not yes. having anything completely terrible. flop. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I agree. And the and they did. I do think that even if this this huge overarching MCU doesn't continue as smoothly as they want it to, I do think they've put a couple of new franchises in place pretty well to, you know, continue uh, yeah, like having Guardians a few movies. Like stuff. The Guardians, Black Panther. Um, they, they actually just, I saw, I got a Twitter notification. They just announced yes. Black Panther 2, which makes yes, me super happy because the first did. Black Panther was amazing. Yeah, as we're recording this, they announced Black yes. Panther too. <laughs> yes, uh, um, like I said, they have they have the new female Thor, which is interesting yes. enough for me. For me, which and they have I'm Sam Wilson. To see. They have Sam Wilson as the the next Captain mm-hmm. America, which I'm also excited for. Um, so for me, yes. I'm, I know I'm fine with it, but that's a lot of change for people who have become very comfortable with what has been happening for the for the last ten years. So we'll see how people take the new characters once they've actually seen them on screen. Because right now, it feels yeah. very much like Doctor Who to me. And I know that's a weird comparison. Yes. No, because... that's a great comparison, though, because it's like... it's that holding pattern of we know who they've cast, but we haven't seen how they're going to portray them. So we don't know if we're going to like the new Doctor as much as we liked the old Doctor. And that's exactly yeah, I... what's happening. I remember when Matt Smith was cast, 
and I was convinced I'd hate him. <laughs> I was convinced he would never be any good. And then he blew me away in his very first episode, and I've been eating humble pie for eight years, because he's now my favourite Doctor. <laughs> and that is how things work. So I try very hard not to judge like that anymore, because mm-hmm. I, myself, have been yeah. completely decimated by it. But people are people. They will look at it. So especially when the gender changes, like Thor, I'm sure, has had the most scepticism yeah especially and we also saw it again with dog 2 when jodie woodaker took the role there that, was a lot of negative that's true with it. there were a lot of people saying the doctor can't be a woman and did and all this kind of stuff and yes all of the creators and everything are like we've never said that no nope, <laughs> like, never but it's 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 scary change and i understand yeah. that B- bigger changes always throw people off more yes I just hope that people will give them all a chance, just like everyone else would. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what's on the future slate for the DC Universe. I, I, w- I wish I could say I was more invested in it, but like you said, it's very hard to become invested. Because they keep changing a... everybody. <laughs> because they keep changing everyone, you're totally right. You get but invested really in, a, good... in one oh, version sorry, and then they change it again. <laughs> Yeah, I've heard that Wonder Woman was very good, and I've I heard that Wonder Woman Wonder two, Woman. and I heard that Wonder Woman two will still star Gal Gadot. I think is how you say yes, it. Yes, Gal Gadot, and um, yeah. yeah, I'm excited for Wonder Woman two because I loved the first Wonder Woman, and I do have to say I actually liked Aquaman. Yeah, I, um, I've heard good things about Aquaman as well. It wasn't so. If I had to rank them, I would put Wonder Woman as what I liked more. Like, I loved Wonder Woman. I think they did a great job establishing who Wonder Woman is, how she kind of fits into the world, and giving her a really good story arc in that movie to get her established as a superhero character. Oh, Um, right. Yes, of course. Uh, Cyborg is coming out as well. Oh, that's right. Cyborg's coming. That I'm interested to see. And um, the only thing I didn't like about the Aquaman solo movie is how much they crammed in. They they went for a really, really, really big storyline, which is basically his creation storyline, like how he became Aquaman, the king of the oceans, and all that kind of stuff. But the problem is that that storyline has a lot of pieces to it. And, and there's a lot of fights, and there's a lot of conflict, and there's a lot of big, big moments and they didn't do a bad job of it. I just think it's one of those things where if they could have, it probably would have been better as two movies because of how much stuff they crammed in. Yeah, uh, that's. I think that is DC's biggest issue, is the fact that Marvel were so into their universe by the time they started, they felt mm-hmm. like they didn't have that breathing room to, yeah. to do it. And maybe they didn't, but I feel like it still would have been better if they just took it as as initial movies there was i understand the whole competition is important and that kind of thing but it really did kind of hurt their initial movies and i've also just remembered that the flash is finally getting a movie uh, in 2020 apparently apparently it's not still dead which, which... i hope because yeah because then mm-hmm. every one of the justice league will have a movie at least yes well and i hope that they I, I haven't looked up who they cast for that, so I'm, I'm hoping Ezra Miller. it goes. Oh, that's right. So I'm hoping it goes well. I 
that that's another thing that DC keeps doing that I don't think is necessarily their smartest choice. So the MCU, something that they've done is whenever they have, um, like on their TV show, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., when they they have kept continuity between like those actors and actresses and the ones you see in the movies. Like Phil Coulson. Right, like Phil and Coulson Maria Hill. and Maria Hill. Exactly. Like it's the same yeah. actors, actor and actress. So there's continuity yes. between that TV show being linked to what's going on in the MCU movie universe. Yeah. And they even said, yeah. yes, it's all the, yes, it's linked, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's, yeah, wh- that, that's fair. Whereas DC hasn't shows, done that. No, the shows are different because they have their own Flash TV series yes. with a different Flash. Yes, and I have to say that is one thing that I was not a fan of when they announced the actor and everything for the Flash in Justice League. Like, nothing against the actor they used, Ezra Miller. It's just I – like, I, I'm not current on the show because I don't have cable, so it's one of those things where I have to watch it, you know, watch the seasons afterwards as I have time. But – um The Flash TV show, the actor portraying the Flash does a great job. And I know when they announced that Ezra Miller was going to play the Flash in the movie, I saw online there was quite a few fans who were like, why didn't you use the guy from the TV show? He's he's doing an amazing job playing Barry. Why didn't you use him? Why are you casting somebody new when we already like this one? Yeah, that's kind of the point. It's like, we've literally had this Flash for six years why are you giving us a new Flash? Yes, exactly. It's like they, they, granted, they've decided that their TV shows are separate from their movies. But even so, that lack of continuity for the fans becomes very confusing. Yeah, I, I honestly think one of the biggest issues and one of the reasons why the DC movies haven't been as successful. Um, well, okay, two things. I think their two biggest issues with up until recently are continuity because they haven't been keeping the same actors and actresses. So you can't really fall in love with their portrayal of them because they're constantly changing them. The other problem has been trying to cram in too much because they're trying to catch up to Marvel. Mm-hmm. And that's just it. Like, because by the time they were at the 2012 point with Avengers, I think they were only just done with Man of Steel. When did Man of Steel come out? I think it was 2010. Uh, let me look what at my Man list. Of... Man of Steel. Man of Steel was 2013. Oh, wow. Okay. And the, so Man of the Steel first, was actually... Yeah, the first Avengers was 2012, and then Man of Steel was 2013. Oh, wow. That's that's even worse, because that means that... Oh, yeah, because they're Batman vs. Superman is three years later, and they mm-hmm. have to introduce everyone in that single movie. Yeah. It's like, mm, yeah. Yeah. Well, and the thing is too, like we we've talked about superheroes before, and I've talked about how, like, honestly, Batman is like my favorite superhero. But even so, for me, because of because of the way DC has done the movies, even though Batman is my like pretty much my favorite superhero, especially because I have all the nostalgia of the old Tim Burton Batman movies when I was growing up, I just can't. I can't get into the DC universe as much as I got into Marvel because I just, they, they're cramming it all together so much that I I am not falling in love with the Batman character and they keep changing him. Especially when Man of Steel came out the next year, like you couldn't, you could have used Christopher Nolan's Batman, uh, Christian Bale Mm -hmm. 
to to keep that going. But they were like, no, we'll just do a different Batman. I was like, oh, okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, unless Christian, unless they asked him and Christian Bale said no. That's possible. I have no idea. Uh, maybe. I'd, maybe he was only up for doing three. I, I'd, I'd never really looked into it, to be fair. That's interesting. Yeah. So there's, there's things but like that way, which may, may have been beyond their close. control. Yeah, it was, it was very close to the to like the end and start of the next one. I think that's the point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, th- I think those things are why they've had some trouble establishing mm-hmm. themselves well enough. Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, that just generally a good place to wrap this up is that, yes, they've struggled to get to that point, but it seems like they're starting to finally learn from those mistakes. Yes. And they're giving their character solo movies, which are turning out definitely better than some people would have given them credit for, especially, like I said, Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, obviously, we got Cyborg and Flash coming out uh, in the next couple of years. Uh, next year, actually, I guess. Oh, God, it's 2020 next year. Yep. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. So, hopefully, they'll keep on that track and keep maybe slow down a little like and hopefully try and recover because i don't want them to necessarily not succeed it'd be nice if they could produce something as as i'm trying to think of the word as as the mcu did with the avengers and everything especially how that's ended now yes there's yeah well and they've been introducing some new movies that have been doing well like aquaman like i said i liked aquaman and i know um shazam i didn't actually see shazam yet but i've heard shazam was actually pretty good to be fair i've not seen shazam either but yes i did hear that it was good yeah so i Uh, think i said i think they stand a chance of improving where their movies have been falling it's just mm-hmm. gonna a lot of it's gonna depend on what happens with marvel's future and then how dc handles yeah. their movies going forward absolutely uh mm-hmm. i have to say i'm still more invested in marvel same <laughs> just because you know we've just caught that high of watching that end like yeah well i do I'm bur- I'm... Ooh, i was just gonna no. say i do know uh at least at one point, they had talked about doing a second Justice League next year. Mm, so. Which I think is not happening now. Oh, did it get cancelled? I haven't... Uh... Uh, no, I don't think it got cancelled, but I don't think they're rushing it, which again, gotcha. I think is a good thing. Yes. Let's have a look. Okay, it seems like it might come out in 2021 now. Oh, okay. So it might have been pushed so we can actually see the other films first. Which is a good idea, honestly, because yes. that's why Avengers was successful. as Or at least why we think Avengers was so successful, as we've discussed. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, like, seeing all of those characters come come together, you've seen the, new, the next Wonder Woman film, hopefully they just start, like, giving the characters that room to breathe and then bringing them together, which, mm-hmm. you know... Uh, it obviously worked for Marvel. I think it could work for DC too. They've got good characters. Yeah, I mean, they just have to let it happen. They they can't yes. keep trying to force everything to be all in one movie because it no. it's going to make it hard. I will say Jason Momoa 
amazing casting for Aquaman. He did, like, even though he doesn't look like the classic Aquaman that's on the comics, who cares? He did amazing. Like, <laughs> yeah, the fact is, is they're, they're not the same thing. They don't have to follow the 70 years of character development that's happened. They can start again fresh and just go from what they want, which is amazing, but it's also a bit scary, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we could do anything with this character, so I don't like that. <laughs> No, Let's that's do the true. same thing again. Let's do the same thing. So I think that's a fair point to end. There's no real conclusion to this because we can't predict anything. I suppose we could maybe predict mm-hmm. who will do better over the next 10 years. Unfortunately, I still have to think that Marvel are in a better footing to do better over the next 10 years. I would agree. They they currently have themselves set up with a better base than DC. I, But I yes. think it's, a lot of it's going to depend on how these new set of movies coming out do which we'll have yeah. to wait and see I hope that everything goes well for both of them <laughs> uh, but yeah I think it, currently of the next 10 years uh, Marvel will still do better but I think by the end of the 10 years if DC keep on a slow sort of pace but catching up they could have a nice universe by then mm-hmm. with like maybe expanding outside the Justice League I like, would agree. Obviously, after, after the first phase of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they started branching out from the from the traditional Avengers a little bit. Yes, I agree. And I think that's probably a good place for us to wrap up this episode. Thank you so much yes. for joining us, everyone. Yes, uh, thank you for listening. So yeah, let, let us know your opinions. Uh, you can get in contact with us at geek underscore they serve on Twitter or on the Nerdsmith Discord, which you can find... You can find a link to it at the Nerdsmith uh, Twitter, I think. Yes, I think it's been... Yes, you can also find it on our website, nerdsmith.org. Yes. Uh, okay. So, yeah, thank you for listening. We will be back next week, hopefully, <laughs> with more fun topics. Yep. See you then. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Geek Thyself. Don't forget to check out all the other amazing content on the Nerdsmith Network. If you have any questions for either of us, you can get in contact with us on Twitter at geek underscore thyself. You can also email us at geekthyself at nerdsmith.org. And please don't forget to go to iTunes and leave us a review or also go anywhere you listen to your podcasts. We'll be back next week with another informative and fun episode. And until then, don't forget to geek thyself. Geek thyself.